and welcome to episode three of that doggone stream and not that doggone podcast like i keep saying uh i have some audio issues so i'm gonna try to get this tracked and edited um I'm having some just some minor issues in the studio. I'm getting ready to hook the Scarlet and everything up and the Behringers again, so uh, recording will be easy anyway uh, from the studio. But you want to hear more about that, listen to the Conscious Stream where I will go on about it and why I'm not doing the uh, kind of double podcast thing that I had planned or video or... I'm going to wait a minute to do that, and um, I'll explain why over there more in more detail, but uh, I'm waiting just because I'm having some uh, technical issues that I want to, uh, excuse me, fixing the mic, (laughs) that ADHD, no, I just want to fix these minor issues before I do that episode, and I keep trying to record, I'm kind of like not liking how the audio is turning out or I'm having these weird blips uh it's some kind of driver issue at the end of the day but um I already know how to f- I'm just just looking at it I just ready to get to bed I don't want to lose another week uh I want to be ready to do another couple of these around the weekend uh I just signed a contract so I know for a fact that we will continue doing this, so no worries. Uh, Anyway, I'll talk in more depth on the conscious stream like I think I've said. So you guys are listening right now to that doggone stream where I talk about dogs mostly so far. Uh, I'm sure at some point we'll talk about other animals. I don't want to be prejudiced about breeds, animals, or the likes. Um, Any animal in need, I would help. Uh, I don't want to limit uh, how many animals I help. And there it goes. And continue recording, and that fixes it. So it is what it is. We'll see how that (laughs) sounds. Uh, and the final cut, and that's something to avoid and fix in the future. Anyway, what I want to do with these podcasts, other than general animal welfare, I don't want to focus on just dogs and be super boring. I just think that would get boring fast if I didn't allow myself to branch out and get a wider variety of content and especially just training like there's only so much I can do about training and I don't want to wear it out right like in the first eight episodes and just like not have any training material later like I just want this to kind of grow and be about everything just in general animal welfare uh visiting shelters Yada yada stuff I've already talked about in previous episodes, so. Uh, How I'm going to do it for now is, or today at least, I'm focusing on my day two notes from class, the class I'm teaching, and 
I just want to make these first few episodes about regurgitating information I need to know anyway, need to be able to present to a group as it is. And uh, a good place to start is the last class I taught, which was my day two. I missed my day three going to my cousin's birthday party. <laughs> but um, my day two is still fresh in my head. Uh, day three is just kind of practicing the same stuff and playing some games with it to, you know, get some positive reinforcement behind uh, teaching commands, uh, making it easier for both the, you know, us, the trainer, the owner, and, of course, the pup themselves. Um, they tend to, you know, they're like kids. It's like having a toddler, right? So... They tend to take to anything a little bit better if it's a game or something or it's something fun and stimulating. So, always, if you can, turn uh, learning tricks or, you know, uh, turning routines you need them to learn into games, into something you do every day, something fun, something easygoing and. Uh, easy to do, you know, 10 to 15 minutes every day and not think about yourself even. That's how you get the best results. It's that repetition. That repetition is the best teacher. Anyway, um, in that day two class, we just kind of go over uh, the basic mechanics of sit, stay, Lay down uh, and touch, which are like basic commands when you first start with a new puppy. Uh, these are like the meat and potatoes for everything you do later, any trick you teach them later, you know? Uh, this is the basic bare bones uh, kind of list of commands that you would teach any pup, period, for any reason. Um, of course, you know, as you start to train your animal, you might have a companion for different reasons. You might have a healer or a husky for some kind of work, some kind of, I don't know, dirt hauling with a cart. <laughs> it could be anything. Uh, or German Shepherd, for example, might be um, in a canine unit. So, you know, you would start in the same place here with the classical conditioning and these few basic commands and then anything they would do, you know, to uh, get further with the animal companion, what have you, would be after that. And, you know, you would get more depth, more detail. I digress. <laughs> Don't want to uh, derail myself here over-explaining, but I'm sure everybody gets the gist, gets what I mean. Uh, so those are the, the, the basic commands you start with. And uh, I usually start teaching the class by, well, at this point, I've only done two classes. But, you know, we kind of go over the mechanics of touch, uh, holding the treat in your hand, uh, making that fist, you know, kind of palm up, letting the dog sniff. Uh, get that smell through the cracks of your fingers and really um, 
like letting the stimuli get to the brain and get their attention and that's where you start with touch that's that's the beginning of it all that's the basis for uh sit stay and lay down after the fact so once they're touching their nose on their own you know you're giving them that 15 to 20 seconds to show that they've uh done the trick and understand it you know you're seeing that they understand it then you're giving them the treat and uh, you're doing that 10 to 15 minutes at a time you know a couple times a day and before you know it it's routine and of course I'm sure I've said it in the last couple episodes or you know it's something I regurgitate anyway Uh, you definitely want to well, one, you want to break up your treats. You want to be sure you're not overfeeding the dog. Uh, breaking up your treats keeps you from over-treating. Uh, and you want to be treat-heavy when you're trying to, especially at first, when you're trying to first get the animal to understand. <clears throat> but as you go on and they understand and they're they're kind of doing it more on their own, it's the... At the end of the day, you want it to be their choice. You don't want to force the animal. Never force. Uh, You want the stimuli to be the incentive. You want them choosing to do the thing. In this case, touch. Uh, But the more you do that, the more it just becomes habit. And you'll start most training sessions in general with that that kind of motion. Uh, That's going to become... A secondhand nature uh, as a trainer at the end of the day. You know, that touch, that touch. It's the start of everything. And you'll see us kind of non-verbally just doing that with our fists. And I'm big on non-verbal commands, so I try to teach. Uh, if I'm doing a new word to a new command, like sit... I have a hand motion, like my finger pointing down. That's it for me. Uh, And then lay down as well. I actually lay down mostly. I flatten my hand out like if you were playing rock, paper, scissors, it'd be paper. But that's kind of the beginning of it all. And then, of course, if you're doing that right, you know, sit, stay, lay down. That all becomes pretty... uh, obvious after the fact that should be common knowledge or common sense at the end we're back jeez uh but yeah that's kind of the basics that's the beginning of it all and if you can grasp what i'm talking about here and use kind of the other material to you know gain your own sentience about what i'm talking about here uh, you'd have an easy time after touch just teaching anything, you know, any command after that. And of course, you know, you always have that blanket term, that yes. So if you hold on to one word or, you know what I mean, that yes and that touch. Touch, yes, and focus. So, um, you know, there's not much else to go on. Other than that, uh, if it, it were a classroom setting, uh, and this might be a good reason to pay someone, uh, but 
in the classroom setting, you know, there'd be more time where I would individually work with people, make sure they're understanding their own way and kind of working with their animal with them. And that's where paying somebody benefits you really is you get the hands-on experience. You get someone to show you how to do it. You get to see it, especially if you're a visual learner. I am. So that always helps me to have someone explain it and show me one good time. You know, I was never a great textbook learner in my life. So, you know, come see us at the Fox and the Hounds in Columbus, Indiana. And we'll help you out. <laughs> Shameless plug there. But uh, in this instance, you know, just going over the base, anybody should be able to do this. Uh, it should save anyone that is having some behavioral issues in their household with any of the animals, you know, some time and some strain, you know, just knowing these basics, knowing the classical conditioning, uh, and being able to implement, you know, these simple commands, you know, sit, stay, lay down, and then, uh... Of course, in this instance, other than that, and playing games. Uh, a game you can play is hide-and-seek with your dog, and I mean almost literally. Uh, you could take them into a pet store with a friend, a family member you trust with the animal, and, you know, a good leash, and have them uh, kind of run down the aisles to you, or... Maybe a pet store or something like this is where having the classes comes in handy because we have environments for you. Uh, but you know, just make an environment where you can teach the dog to avoid the distractions, but also get them coming to you while they're avoiding the distractions. You could trust them off a leash at that point and. Whatever, this is the game we would play, is the point. Uh, but I was going to say, I would also uh, teach some leash etiquette. And basically, that's that's the end all for the pup, you know. Having these basic commands, the only other thing you have is when they're on their leash. That should be like um, a mood shift, if you will. That's when they should be focused the most on you, the alpha, and, and that's really at the end of the day what they're looking for, be it alpha woman or alpha male, doesn't matter, they really are, they're looking for that alpha personality, you know, they're pack animals, that's how they roll, so you gotta be confident, you gotta be the leader, and leading with those basic commands, you know, uh, once you have them on the leash, those should be even easier to enforce. Uh, you should have them where they're, you know, they're, that switch is flipping in their brain once they get on the leash. And, of course, that doesn't happen overnight. Um, realistically, you're looking at probably two to three weeks for the average person to see results, you know. At the end of the day, we might get quicker results a week, week and a half, but we're used to doing this more. So, you know, you really got to give it some time uh, to see it kind of set in. But 
if you're confident and you're you know you're taking the basics in re- really well, there's no reason those first few days, you know, three, four days, I mean, you you would see minimal um, change in behavior. Because uh, you know, at the end of the day, your pup is going to want to impress you as kind of their alpha or whatever, you know. So. You got to kind of take on that role, understand the commands you're teaching, and really drive them home. Um, Yeah, so really that's all I have to cover for uh, this episode because of the way things are going, honestly. So I'm going to keep it short and sweet. We're 16 minutes in, almost 20 uh, there, there's no reason to make these not palatable, so, that's episode three of the doggone podcast, or the doggone stream, I gotta work on it, I'll get better as time goes on, and I do these, but, no, that's episode three, um, that covers all I would want to cover at this point, uh, I'm gonna do something special for, uh, the crossover episode, I don't know yet, um, uh, just outro on some information about what I am doing. Uh, I've started looking up, you know, um, shelters, uh, pet-friendly stores, locations, restaurants. I'm going to just start going places, introducing myself, you know, cold meeting people and uh, building a network for... You know, the welfare of the animals and to create content for the podcast and make things interesting. Um, I think ultimately doing it this way is it's going to be the best route. Uh, it's going to take me some time to get to the point I'm doing anything super interesting. So I'm going to do my best to make these, you know, informal and... Uh, about something as I can until I'm to that point. But yeah, right now I am uh, just just warming up, revving up the engines. Uh, I've Now that I've taken that contract, I'll have the money and job that allows me to do the travel I need to do, you know, transports, rescues, the likes. So... I'm getting to a point I can build now. I'm looking into the nonprofit and uh, launching something more from here and making this content more interesting as well as useful uh, to the uh, pet loving community, you know? So, anybody that's listening right now, I appreciate you. It's super awesome. Uh, it makes me feel special. And uh, I hope to do some good with this. I hope to do some good together. And uh, stick with me. I'll figure it out. I'll continue to increase quality here. uh, Fix technical issues. And, you know, just move forward with getting us more involved with things that make the content longer. uh, And do more for the community, you know do more to help actual animals help uh, empty shelters and help people find real 
business that takes care of its uh, patronage and allows animals like dogs and I know my dog lovers we like to travel and find spots for Fido so and maybe we're just drawing attention to those businesses and keeping them open you know those are the type of types of things I would like the media to start to do you know uh, it's a new age uh, it's a new game there's new ways of doing this, and anybody can just kind of pick up the gauntlet and, you know, do what media does. And we could be, you know, a red blood cell out here, you know, taking care of the system. So, I don't know. I, I see a different picture being painted uh, this year for me. And my friends and family, and uh, I'm going to see it through. I don't know where things are going, but I know this is progressing. This is moving forward, and this is going in a direction I really want it to go. And it's allowed uh, uh, more sources of income while I, you know, take a new contract and work from home in my office and try to build this at the same time. And... I think that's going to allow me the time to make this effort. So, 21 minutes in. 21? Uh, yeah, that was episode 3 of That Dog on Stream. And uh, we're doing this. So, thanks for listening again. Again and again. And, uh, hope to talk to you guys again in the future. I don't really, I don't really know how it's going yet. But I know people are listening in some capacity and I want to be grateful to them but yeah have a have a good week everybody